Welcome to Sliding Doors, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? What if you had taken that job? or told that person in high school how much you liked them. Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decisional moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. My guest today is Nathan Evans. Nathan is an international viral sensation, famous for singing sea shanties, and rose to fame in 2020 when he posted his videos on TikTok. A former postman and steel erector, and now a global music star. Nathan grew up in Scotland and obtained a degree in web design at university. After posting some short videos of himself singing sea shanties on TikTok, their huge popularity led Nathan to sign with a label and release a cover version of the 19th century shanty Wellerman, which became a number one hit single in the UK, Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Last month, he released his first book, The Book of Sea Shanties, where he presents his favourite songs to sing along to, explaining where each shanty comes from and discovering their true meaning with some stunning illustrations. Nathan is also embarking on a UK and EU tour this December. With a life-changing journey that Nathan has had so far, I cannot wait to delve into those moments that have got him to where he is today. So welcome to Sliding Doors, Nathan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. It's lovely to have you on. I know you've got a really busy time at the moment. (laughs) Um, I mean... What a two years you've had. I think you really are the example of kind of how one moment can just fully change your life. So I'm so excited yep. to chat about your <laughs> moments today. So I kind of wanted to start with, for all of us out there, including me, who don't kind of really know much about the sea shanty world, um, can you explain kind of what they are and the history behind them? 
Yeah, so they were saying, like you said, they were saying like the 19th century um, on working ships and on like, whaling ships and stuff like that. They were, they were saying at sea um, by, in basic terms, just men who were working and they yeah. were doing like very grueling jobs, like maybe bringing in the anchor or hoisting the sails or whatever it may be. And then they would sign to get them through their day, their week, yeah. their month, whatever it was. Um, yeah, and then they would just sing these songs that would speak about their home life, would speak about maybe their day, they would speak about the food on board, maybe what problems they had. They would just sing about general stuff and everybody else could relate and then everybody else would join in and sing as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's the, the basics of it. It's amazing. It's got such a lovely history. And does it, does it still happen today? Um, yeah, not as much, but um, I'm pretty sure like um, the Navy and stuff like that, they still sing um, while they are out at sea and stuff like that, yeah. Amazing. It's so brilliant and it's so great to kind of hear your take on all of those songs. And as you say there, everyone can relate to them, their everyday lyrics and kind of everyday stories about people. Um, so when did you start singing? Have you been singing since an early age? Yeah, so um, I've been singing pretty much for as long as I can remember. Um, and there's actually a picture of me like when I was like, I think I must be like seven, sitting at the Christmas table with like an old big karaoke mic thing. Amazing. And I'm just sitting singing away in there. So um, that's probably one of the earliest moments I can um, vaguely remember, but that we'll get a picture of. Um, and then I got my first guitar when I was eight years old. I got an electric guitar when I was eight. And... Yeah, ever since like learning that, I used to sing along whilst playing guitar. Um, when I was nine, I got an acoustic guitar because I didn't listen to metal music or electric or rock music or anything yeah. like that. So I swapped it and I got an acoustic. Um, and yeah, since then, I'd sing like folk music. I'd sing acoustic covers. Um, yeah, just everything Scottish folk music. So I've Amazing. always sang. Yeah, and was the dream as kind of a young Nathan to be a singer or did you kind of just think you know what I'll never make it but this is just something I love to do yeah um it was weird because I always wanted to do it but I was always kind of like like it's never really I don't think it's going to happen to me like there's thousands of other people out there who are like have got amazing voices and they don't make it like you watch when you're growing up as well you watch like pop idol and yeah. American eh, which call it X Factor yeah and, you know what I mean so you watch all them and there's so many amazing talented singers on there so you're just like if they can't do it then what chance have I got type thing so but I just kind of kept going and kept singing because um, for me it was like a personal thing like I loved singing well mm -hmm. I still love singing I'm um, speaking like I don't do it anymore <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love singing um, I love playing guitar I love making music so um, yeah once I was past that kind of point of like thinking to myself oh other people are better than me I was like but I love it like uh, exactly time, so. exactly yeah. and everyone's unique and I think we can say that about everything you said about podcasts and yeah. you know everything I think the the when you've got a genuine passion for it actually and you take yeah. away all of the other stuff who knows what can happen if you enjoy singing I mean look where it's got you um yeah. thank god you did carry on I mean who is your <laughs> musical inspiration who did you listen to growing up and who do you take inspiration from now in the musical world my influence like he's kind of the same age as me Ed Sheeran yeah. Um, and then, like, obviously, when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, and I first discovered who he was, and I was watching him going about different places, and him, this tiny guitar, and a foot pedal, like a foot pedal, I was just like, this is incredible, absolutely amazing. Um, 
So yeah, I was like, I want to be like that guy. That's like I listen to like loads of different stuff, like different bands and different music, like Biffy Clyro, Paolo Nettini, stuff like that. Growing up, um, my granddad listened to Elvis, and uh, my, my dad and that would listen to like Van Morrison. But then Amazing. when I seen Ed Sheeran, that that was like that was like that's the guy I want to be. Um, so yeah, I just kind of watched him growing up. Used to cover all his songs on like YouTube and Facebook and stuff. Um, and yeah, even now, like he's kind of the inspiration for the music that I try and write, the, the music that I listen to, the music that I make. That's he's still the, the main inspiration. Amazing. And I actually saw that also you did a little duet with Newton Faulkner the other day, who yes. I absolutely love as well. So did, what did you just go and see him in concert and then kind of? It yeah. Just so he's he's like one of the. Again, he's probably one of the biggest idols for me as well. Like, um, remember when Gone in the Morning came out? I think that must yeah. have been like 2000, I don't know, 10, 11, maybe. Um, and it was my dad that let me hear it. And I was just like, this guy's absolutely incredible. Um, the way he plays guitar, the way he sings. So, yeah, um, I seen him probably about three or four years ago in Glasgow. And I was just, he put on an amazing show. And then I just seen basically one of my friends from TikTok um, that sings as well and she makes music. She's kind of in the same kind of situation as me. She she had a job. She started uploading to TikTok, and now she's she's um, supporting Newton Faulkner. So that's Amazing. how I ended up going to see. So I was like, well, if she's playing there, then I want to go and I want to go and watch because it's incredible. So yeah, I went and watched her. But then Newton Faulkner was there, and um, she she texted me. She was like, I see you're here. Do, do you want to come backstage? Like Newton Faulkner would like to sing me, and I was like. Definitely, I oh would definitely. Have to <laughs> so yeah, just kind of went back around and, and done a little jam with him. But it was—he's such a nice guy. It's um, yeah, it was amazing. It's incredible. And do you really sometimes think like I can't believe this is me? Like you know, if you did thoughts about this, like however many years ago, meeting these idols that you've had along the way, do you sometimes be like, what is going on? Yeah, definitely. It's so 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 surreal. It's really really weird. Um, sometimes I'm just kind of like I feel out of depth here. But then see once you kind of speaking like that's kind of you kind of feel like that if you don't know the person like you don't mm-hmm. you haven't spoke to them or whatever like um, for example when I was at the Brits and like Ollie Mills was there Little Mix was there I was just kind of like oh my god I'm out of my, I'm out of my depth <laughs> yeah. here this is insane but like when you get speaking to these people like for example Newton Faulkner and um, I met Louis Capaldi as well when you meet these people and you get talking to them you realise that they're just people. They're um, just human, 100%. China, in the same position as you. They sing, yeah. they make music, they're getting to do what they love, but it is also their job. And yeah, they're just they're just normal people. So yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes it's a bit of both, something. No, it's such a good point. And we speak about that a lot, that like everyone is human and people can yeah. seem superhuman, but they're not. Deep down, everyone has, is the kind of same as everybody else. Um, That's it. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your new book, um, which yes. you spoke about before. So what kind of inspired you to kind of put this out there and write about the sea shanties in this way? So basically it started um, because, well, obviously because of TikTok. So I was uploading these songs to TikTok. I was uploading loads of different ones. And then when I uploaded the sea shanties, they would gain lots of interest and people would want to know more. They would want me to sing a different one. Um, people had different suggestions of what to sing. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of like... And then once I'd maybe put something new up, I would realise that quite a lot of people hadn't heard that one before or yeah. they didn't know what it was about or just something along the lines. And then I'd put another one up and it'd be the same idea. So I was like, it'd be cool because everyone loves them, but they don't know so much about them. Yeah. If they just... Like them me, and get them all. Yeah, myself as well. <laughs> yeah. Like um, when I started, I think I knew Trunk and Sailor, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that was back in June last year. I hadn't a clue about them. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of thought it'd be good to get them all in the one place and then that way people can learn about them, they can read about them. If they want a sing song, the words are in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just kind of wanted to put it all in a book. It's such a great idea because I think you've really brought kind of, as I say, like questioning what are sea shanties? Where do they come from? Like into the world. Yeah. Um, and were the illustrations a really key part for you as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, and when they get sent over, I was just like, it's incredible. But the artwork just fits perfectly with the book. Um, yeah, it's just, they make a, they just make the book come together. Um, yeah. I think and it ties everything up. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, because I guess, like as you said before, you want people to understand like how they were sang, where they were sang, sang by normal people doing their job. And yeah, it's yep. brilliant. And everyone should go and have a look at it because it's and buy it because it's brilliant. Yes, um, yes. I Thank wanted, before we talk about your moments, just to chat a bit about your thoughts around the concept of sliding doors. So um, as I said, you're kind of a very big example of the concept, which we'll go and talk about how just one moment <laughs> can change everything in your life. But do you kind of think this is all, you know, do you think life is all about fate? Do you think it's about coincidence? Or do you think it's more like right place, right time? What are your kind of thoughts around the concept? Um, so I kind of believe in fate and like circumstances and things happen for a reason. And um, so, yeah, like, like you said, like, if I hadn't uploaded that video on TikTok it, on the 27th of December, um, would I be in the position that I'm in? If there wasn't a lockdown, would I be in the position that I'm in? Like, all these factors. And I think, like, growing up, there was always a saying, like, that my grand and granddad used to say, it was, um, what's for you won't go by you. Uh -huh. So, like, um, yeah, I, like, I think that's very, very true. I think that um, I believe in fate and I believe that what's going to happen is going to happen. Um but it's it's also like it's weird to think like small circumstances could change um, your complete path one direction kind of kind of like it has happened. <laughs> totally, and we'll talk a lot more. I can't wait to talk about your moments because you're so right. Like <laughs> it's not even just about the one thing of like uploading a video. It's the date that you did it. It's the time you did it. And everything that rolled in. So um, yep. we'll get right into your moments. So your first one is lovely. It's meeting Holly as she pushes you every day to be better. So Holly is your lovely wife. Um, yes. And do you want to explain kind of how you guys met and how this is kind of such a you know obviously a big moment for you? Yeah, so um, we met in high school. Um, so we've known each other since we were like 13, 14, um, maybe even a bit younger. Um, and we pretty much grew up um, best friends all the way through high school. Um, we'd talk on the phone all the time, we'd speak to each other, we'd hang out with the same kind of friend groups. Um, and then when we were 16, we started going out. Um, and But since going out and being boyfriend, girlfriend, and, and that, and like, I used to play guitar and stuff, and even then she would, like, be so supportive in my music, and she would always be on at me to upload to YouTube, and, uh, like, yeah. if you upload a video today, and she would be the one that helped me, like, kind of get a schedule together, and, and um, when I'm writing music, or if I wasn't writing music for three, four, five days, she'd be like, you know, I've not seen you write a song in, yeah. blah, blah, I've not seen you, so she, every, everything that I've done, even up until now, she does like the behind the scenes videos and she captures stuff and she comes with me and she helps me and gives me advice. So she's there like all day, every day. And she's always helping me and always behind me, just giving me advice and yeah, just pushing me along. Uh, I love that. And I love that you guys have known each other for so long. I mean, do you remember the very first time you met her? Um, yeah, actually it was through one of my friends. Um, we went out 
Um, I think, again, I think it was like 12, 13. And um, I actually think she was going out with one of my friends at the time. <laughs> um, Always the case. And Exactly, I know. And um, yeah, we just went out and yeah, like I used to go out with my friends all the time and the girls would come and just sit at the side and we'd kick a ball about and play football. Um, so I'm pretty sure we went and kicked a ball about down um, a local park at mine. Um, her and a couple of our friends were with, with sitting at the side of the park. I'm pretty sure that was the first time. <laughs> Amazing. And you obviously just had an instant connection because as you said, you were best friends for a long time. And yep. I think it's such a great point that you make because... I think sometimes we can talk about moments and decisions as like really like specific things, but actually you meeting her and the kind of partnership, I guess you guys have had along the way has really helped you to get to where you are today. Yep, exactly. That's that. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's led up to a point where it's been like, if I didn't keep writing the songs that she pushed me to write, um, if I didn't upload that cover that Holly had said to upload, like, um, yeah, it's 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 crazy to think like where it would be if I didn't take your advice or if I didn't upload that video. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I mean I don't want to kind of put this in your head because I'm sure you don't want to live a life without her. But do you ever yeah. think how do you think like how different could your life have been if you hadn't have had that person alongside you, kind of really pushing you in the right direction? Yeah, exactly. It could be completely different. It could be like I would probably be so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be so lazy and probably not do much. So. um yeah, it's it's crazy to think though that there is probably a parallel universe somewhere where um, I'm currently kicking about myself. Um, <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. And do do you think it is important for us all to kind of find that champion in our lives? I think that we all like you know self confidence is really hard. But even just like as you said, like I think we're all lazy at some point. I think we yep. all like I you know I can sit there not moving off the couch all day. Um, <laughs> and you do sometimes need that person to push you. Do you think it's important for us all to find that person in our lives? Um. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there is a select few people out there that that are just strong, independent, and they just love to do everything themselves, and that's just who they are. Um, if you can do that, and that is you, and you're not fussed, and you're happy, all power to you. Yeah. But um, I, for me, that's 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 not my that's not my cup of tea. I could not do that. Um, yeah, I think I think it's good to have someone there and someone to talk to, someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, yeah, I think I think it's good to have that other person, definitely. Amazing. And it's so great that she's been on the journey with you from the beginning. Um, yeah, that's it. I love that. Um, so <laughs> on to your second moment. So this is a really big one and I'm really excited to delve into it. So leaving your job as a steel erector. So this must have been a really big decision for you. Um, so do you want to explain how was this a sliding doors moment and kind of what made you make that decision? So basically what happened was... Um, I was a steel director for um, just about two years, just under mm -hmm. two years. And it was um, my brother-in-law, he'd, he'd got me the job. He'd, he was like, yeah, if you need a job, I can get you a job. And at the time I was struggling to find one. So I was like, yeah, perfect, I'll come. So I went to that. Um, and after about six months, eight months, I absolutely hated it. I was like, this is horrible. It was long hours. It was hard work. You were lifting heavy stuff a lot of the time yeah. and you were just... Yeah, it was just horrible. Um, so I'd done that for, for two years. And then, yeah, what happened was it was lockdown in, um, mm -hmm. in Scotland. Um, and we were getting furloughed and stuff. But then the work sites ended up opening back up for a while. So we sent back to work and I was just like, I've, I've had enough. I've Can't had enough. Um, 
And at the time, during furlough and stuff, I was uploading to Facebook, I was uploading to TikTok, I was uploading to um, Instagram and stuff. And I was growing a little bit of a following, like 5,000, 10,000 people on TikTok and lots of people were tuning into my Facebook lives. So mm-hmm. I was like, I could maybe just do this music thing. I was like, I could maybe just give it a try. I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Um, and yeah, then there was this thing called Eat Out to Help Out. Like basically, yes. like, yeah, do you yeah. remember? Um, so yeah, we went back to work and Eat Out to Help Out came along and everything looked like it was on the right track to be going back to normal and everybody was going to get out. So it was at that point that I just I just made the decision. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I, I, told, I told Holly and she was like, are you sure? And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like everything's opening back up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to leave. And I'm just going to, so I'm going to focus on whether that means I take my guitar and I just go to the pub and I sing a couple of songs or I go on a bus or whatever it is. I'm going to try and make this work. So she was like, okay, if that's, if that's what you want to do and you want to give it a try, let's do it. We'll, we'll sort it. We'll do it. So yeah, I got to a point. I just said to my work, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm not even staying to tandem my notice. I'm just, this Friday, I'm away. And that's what I've done. I, I quit. And then I think I was about three weeks or two weeks into um, having quit that we went right back into a full scale oh, lockdown God, again. Yeah. <laughs> what did <laughs> so, I do? I know. I was just like, oh, God. But then I think, again, like you said, it's one of the moments that changed everything. And because I'd quit, I had quit and I couldn't find another job because no one was hired because we were in lockdown. Um, I had all day, every day, where I could sit down and record the song. I could upload to TikTok. I could do TikTok lives. I could do my Facebook lives. I could write new music. I could um, practice piano. I could practice guitar. So I had all this time now where I could just focus on music. And that's what I've done. I just kind of, I was like, well, I can't go out and do it. So might as well do it here. Yeah. And I just focus on music all day, every day. Amazing. Is that when you also became a postman? Yeah, so I think there was about, um, I think I was about three months of just being unemployed and doing Facebook and Instagram and TikTok yeah. and just focusing on music. Um, and I was like, right, I kind of, I need to do something here because money's getting a bit tight. So yeah. I, need, I need to find something. Um, and it was one of my friends who works in a recruitment agency. Um, and she'd said, there's this job that's just came up. It would probably be perfect for you. Um being a postman pretty much mm-hmm. um it was initially to do the evening um like deliveries of the parcels and stuff in the van just yeah. delivering parcels so I was like yeah why not like that's completely fine sign me up it means I've got all day where I can do I can do my music and stuff and then at night time and in the evenings I'll, I'll do the parcels so I signed up for that I went in and it was in my local um, delivery office and they yeah. said to me if um if you would like to do the, the daily walking route where you get a bag you get your mail and you do the walking and you post it through doors you can do that if you want or you can do um the parcels at the end but he did say that if you do the walking during the day there's still a chance that you could do the parcels at the end like depending if you had time or if there was enough there meaning that you get extra hours extra yeah. money so i was like um just sign up for the walking um i like mm-hmm. exercise i'm playing for playing football so um yeah, sign up for the walking. So I started that and yeah, I just kind of, I'd done parcels sometimes, sometimes I didn't. I'd go home about half two, three o'clock and again, I just bang straight back onto TikTok, onto Facebook, onto Instagram. Amazing. Um, it's so great because I think there's lots of messages in this because I think the first one is, is that 
we all have that feeling when we're doing a job when we just don't feel it's right and I think having the confidence to quit is actually a lot harder than it sounds yeah, yeah um, definitely. do you remember kind of the real time where you got was it like a gut feeling just like this is the right time like it's just not right for me anymore yeah um so like when I was so basically what happened was I was working um two weeks away at a time um in Coventry I was doing um we were working on a car park like a yeah. multi-story car park um and I, I didn't like it for that long but also like I was going through quite a bad mental health stage so I was mm-hmm. like really having a hard time I was struggling quite a lot um I was missed home and yeah that just the work was horrible so it was all of the things were just kind of crammed into the one thing um and yeah it was just kind of at a point where I was like I've done this for so long like it was just so so hard so um I, I was speaking I was working with my brother-in-law um I'd said to him I was like I'm I'm probably going to quit, mate. And I'd said to it bef- said to him before, like I think about it, and he's like, "I oh, just it's good money. Like I look after you, it'll be fine." I was like, right, "Okay, I'll stay." And then I'd bring it up again, and he'd be like, "Oh, and he convinced me." I thought, right, "Okay, I'd stay," but I'd always stay because he would like he would convince yeah. me around it. Um, and then and at this know. point, yeah, I knew I wanted to go, but like he convinced me, and then yeah, it just got to a point where I was just like, ah, "Right, I don't care if you're trying to convince me. I'm I'm away. I cannot do this anymore." Yeah. Um, and at this point, I think the way I told him and the way I was and the way I was acting and stuff, he was just kind of like, ah, I fully back you. Like it's, yeah, totally. So, yeah, I remember, I, mean, I remember the day of um, writing out the email and sending it to my to the director and stuff. That I was like, I'm away. I remember it was, it was actually it was raining. Um, I had a big massive jacket on. I was outside. I was up in like a cherry picker, so I was up yeah, quite yeah. high. And um, the day I was, I was just tightening bolts. That's that's that was my day, and I was just like. This, this is tipping me. I'm, I'm over the yeah, edge. I'm done. I'm finished. I can't do it. And <laughs> yeah. do you, did you feel a big weight lifted off your shoulder when you'd finally did it? It was absolutely huge. The relief that um, that came from from doing that was was incredible. Um, and even till now, I have not felt as bad since then. Like um, like my mental health and the way yeah. I feel um, personally and everything like that. Like I've not felt as bad as I did since then. Like uh, the. It, the weight that got lifted was just yes. incredible. And I think you get to learn what your triggers are. And as we said before, like, I think strength is often quitting. I think it can be seen as like a weakness and you've given up, yeah. but actually it's knowing that it isn't right for you and being able to walk away. Yeah, um, exactly. And do you feel like as well, it was the time when you needed to kind of go in all in on your music? Did you feel like it, yeah. that the time was now, as you said, like, I mean, you had your vision, lockdown came back and went away and came back again. Yeah. But do you feel like there was just something that told you that now was the time to focus on your music? Yeah, um, it was kind of, yeah. So I was doing Facebook lives and hundreds of people were joining in and listening every weekend. I was doing it Friday nights and Saturday nights when people didn't have anything. They couldn't, couldn't go out to the pub. So what people were doing is they were just tuning into me, having a drink at home and, and just tuning in and watching me sing for two hours. Um, and then I kind of suggested it as like kind of a laugh one day. And I was like, oh, imagine all yous came to, came to a gig, like if I'd done a gig and everybody was like, oh, we'd definitely come, we'd come. Like, and then Amazing. I was like, oh, maybe it could work then. And yeah. then on TikTok, I was making things on TikTok at the time. And I think I had like maybe 10, 15,000 followers um, last summer. So yeah, and I was kind of making the idea there, like, if, if I'd done a live show, would anybody come? And people were like, oh, definitely come. Right. So I was like, yeah, at the time when I quit, I was like, right, this is it. This is the, yeah. I'm, I'm going to use everything that I've learned so far on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm going to use all that and I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. 
It's so brilliant. And I know that like 10 to 15,000 means not that much to you now. But if you think back, like that's, you know, that's a lot of people when you're just yeah. someone like a steel director that's just like left his job and people. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, as you say, I think your genuine passion and want to do it probably kind of translated to everyone else. I mean, yeah. I know, again, probably don't want to think about this, but do you ever think about like what would have happened if I had just stuck that job out? Like, do you think about that ever? Yeah, um, I don't think I'd be in this position anyway. I mean, um, definitely not. I think I would be, um, yeah, I, I just don't think I'd be, I'd be very miserable. I think I'd still be working that job and I'd just be, yeah, just be in a horrible place, I think. Um, yeah. So so thank God. <laughs> thank God I decided you did. To, yeah. decided to go. And do you think it has also that decision has helped you maybe make further decisions in your life of times when like, I mean, I'm sure now, as we said before, like you're so busy and you've got so much going on. Do, yeah. you, do you kind of now know when something doesn't feel like it's right for you and do you feel strong to make the decision to maybe walk away? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it also, it's kind of gave me the ability to to say no. Because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard no. at times. Yeah, the power of no. It's so hard to say, like, especially if you just, like, you don't need an excuse Every time to say you don't like something or you don't want to do something, if you don't want to do it because you don't want to do it, you just don't do it. It's really oh, it's not that so deep. True. It's um, it's so it's still like even now I'm saying that like it's easy. Even now I'll still do things and then be like, why have I done that? Yeah. Or why have I, why have, why have I agreed to do this? It is hard, but um, that has definitely shown me that it's um, it's not as it's not as deep as you think. It's just if you don't want to do it. So true. You do not need to answer to anybody. You just that's say it. no. Um, exactly. Oh, that's such a great moment. And again, I think this leads really well into your last one, which is the big one, um, which was putting up the TikTok of Wellerman. So we really can't get bigger than this for you. Um, yeah. So before we delve into kind of how this happened, when did you first get TikTok? So I know you mentioned before that you were kind of doing them during lockdown and stuff, but you know, like was TikTok a big thing for you before it became massive? Do you remember the moment when you even downloaded the app? Yeah, so I downloaded it on January 2020. Okay. Um, and it was actually through um, my niece and nephew. Okay. Um, that, so I was singing and I was doing my Facebook things and I was just singing and doing different stuff on YouTube. And my niece and nephew came to me and they were like, Uncle Nathan, you need to get this app. And I was like, what is it? And they were, like, they were showing me and they were like, look, it's TikTok. And I was like, what? Was what it like Vine? <laughs> what is it like Vine? And they're like, ah, it's like Vine, but it's better. And I was like, right, and and why have I get it? And they were like, um, well, you could sing on it. You could upload your singing to the, the thing. And I was like, but that's like not the kind of videos that are on there. Like you've just shown me like five kids dancing to Dancing, yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand how I fit in. And um, they're like, Uncle Nathan, just trust me, just get it, just get it. So I was like, all right, okay. So I downloaded it in the January. And then I think I put my first video up in March. Um, and what had happened was I was still a steel director at the time, so I came in from work one day. I still, I can, I think I've still got the video. Um, I had all my work gear on, um, yeah. and I just thought, do you know what? I made myself a cup of tea, and I was like, I'm going to record the song. So I went and I grabbed my phone and I just, I sat it on my computer, uh, on my piano. I pulled the song up and the chords, started singing and playing, and then like I uploaded it. And then I remember thinking to myself, that was easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was so easy because I literally just sat my phone down, hit record, yeah. hit stop, uploaded. That was it. One minute. I don't need to dance. Seconds. I don't need to do anything. That, I was like, that was that was really easy. So yeah, I just kind of started from there, um, and then the next day I think I uploaded another one, and then a few days later I uploaded another one, and and slowly but surely people started commenting and liking, and 
was like, this is this is that's quite good actually. Yeah. So um, you have a lot yeah. to thank for your nieces and nephews as <laughs> yes, part of definitely. this story. And, and they then, do not let me forget it. <laughs> I bet they don't. Um so and then how did actually singing Wellerman happen and uploading that? I'd love to know what made you sing it, the moment you uploaded it, and then like how it just exploded. Yeah, so I uploaded so I was uploading different songs all the way up through 2020. Um, and I think it was June. So I'd uploaded a Scottish folk song, um, maybe April, May. Um, and someone had commented under it saying, there's this amazing song. It's a sea shanty. It's called Leave Her Johnny. Could you sing it? Mm-hmm. And at the time I was taking suggestions. I was singing. People were leaving things in the comments. I was like, yeah, I'll sing that. So when I seen that one, I was like, yeah, I'll go and give it a listen, see what it is. So I gave it a listen and I was like, this is actually quite good. It was raw, it was a cappella, it was um, the voices were really good. And I was like, that sounds sounds quite cool. So yeah, why not? So um I started just singing that on uh, I put uploaded that in June. Uh, and the comments were incredible. Everybody loved it. And um yeah, comments were then coming in saying, Can you sing Drunken Sailor? Can you sing um Romeo Chariot? Can you sing uh, can you sing Wellerman? And so I took all these songs and I was writing them in a notepad um, yeah. and I was like, just taking them off as I went. I was like, yep, done that one, scroll that one off. Oh, I've done that one, scroll that one off. So I'd done all the other ones. I'd done Drunken Sailor, I'd done Romeo Chariot, I'd done Billy Boys, like just kind of mixed in with the rest yeah. of the stuff that I was doing on the run up to Christmas. Um, with all my other folk stuff, my pop stuff, my own stuff that I'd been writing. And then in December, I was looking through the list of songs and I hadn't done well a man yet so I was like yeah do that one that, do that one next. and I was like I think I think I was quite bored this like, that day because what I'd done was I was like I'm going to properly do this I'm going to do it I'm going to record the sound and I'm going to record the video I'm going to put it all together I'm going to put it on and I'm going to produce it a little bit yeah. um, so I'd done all the harmonies I sang high harmony low harmony that, like, yeah done all Amazing. that then recorded the video put it all together and I was like yes it's quite good quite like yeah. that um, very well produced I was like I was I'm very a pro trusted. now yeah, yeah so I, was, I was so happy with myself <laughs> um, and yeah I uploaded it and I think so on the 27th of December I uploaded it and then I think by like the 2nd or the 3rd of January it was like hundreds of thousands of views if not like a million amazing um, and it just went through the roof it just went incredible at the time I had 50,000 followers um, and then after uploading that, it just skyrocketed right up. I think I had like 200, 250,000 within like a week and a half, um, maybe two weeks. Uh, yeah, and between it being a TikTok to it being a single that was on the radio, I think was like 10 days, 14 days. That's incredible. I mean, um, like, I d- yeah. how did you even kind of cope with that like quick transition? It was just every day was so busy and I was just... Yeah, it was in, it was just insane. I was um, so at the time I was running about as a postman. I was posting letters during the day, but it was taking me so long because every five minutes my phone would be in my hand and I'm doing something. I'd be replying to comments. I yeah. would be um, looking at the duets. I would be just trying to keep up to date with the video. Um, and I remember the the morning when I woke up. I think it was again. It was very soon. So it was like maybe four or five days when it, it was going crazy. Everybody was using it. It was getting picked up by the news it was getting picked up by the radio I was getting asked to go on radio shows I was getting asked to go on TV shows yeah um and then yeah I woke up one morning and Brian May had 
had um, duetted it on TikTok. And he was like, there's, there's this guy, Nathan Evans, and um, he's done this sea shanty, it's amazing. And then he done like a solo on guitar. And I was just like, what is going on? What is like, going on? <laughs> I felt like I was living in a dream. I was like, this is insane. Um, and then it was a few days later again that um, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber had duetted it. I think it was like the next day or the day after. And I was just like, what is happening? What Amazing. is happening right now? And do you remember when you kind of got the call to be like, we're going to make this a single, let's do it? Yeah, so before that happened, um, so who, re- who remixed it was 220 Kid and Bill and Ted. They've done the yeah. remix to the song. And I got a message from 220 Kid, I got a message from him um, on Instagram, I think it was. Um, he mailed me saying, oh, listen, mate, I've done a remix to Weatherman. Um, is it okay if I just post it in socials? I was like, yeah, why not? Like, of course, go for it, man. Um, because at the time, like, and it was just a video. Um, yeah. Just a video that I'd uploaded. So he said that, um, can I upload it to socials? I said, yeah, why not? Let's go for it. And then after that, I think, like, the next day, like that night, um, Mr. Jam from Capital had seen it. Um, Chris Stark and Scott Mouse from Radio 1 had seen it. And they said, if you make that a real single and you can get it recorded in like a full track we'll play it live on air we'll play it Amazing. on our stations so um, 220 Kid got in contact and told me and I was just like wow that's insane um, and then I think it just caught wind with different people in the industry and stuff um, I then had emails from managers and lawyers yeah. and um, accountants and I can remember the first time um, I had the phone call with Polydor um, my record label now yeah. I was actually I was walking around posting letters um, <laughs> and I had my earphones in and um my phone went so I answered um just carried on doing what I was doing. Yeah. And it was like, hi there, it's um, is this Nathan Evans? I said, Yep, yeah, Nathan speaking, can I ask who is? Um and he was like, Oh, it's just we're calling from um from Polydor Records. I was like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I was just so confused. Um and then yeah, just carried on speaking and he they told me like we'd like to work with you and, and get the song made into a single and um, we'd like to, to do a deal and get everything sorted. So I was like, I'd love to. I would absolutely love to. Um, so yeah, I went away. After that phone call, I was like, right, I need to get a manager. I need to get a, a lawyer. Um, I need to get an accountant because obviously there's got to be contracts involved. Yeah. I'm not going to have any idea what I'm looking at. Um, so I went into my emails and I started getting in contact with a couple of people. Um, managers and lawyers and stuff like that and I got them all sorted within a couple of days maybe about a week and then um, yeah and it was time to get the the, um, the record label and the um, the, the contract thing so. incredible what a whirlwind I mean did, I mean what did it then feel like as you say it was only like a couple of weeks like to get to number one do you remember did it sink in did it feel real like how like when you were told what was your reaction it was just, I was like, obviously I knew it was quite big and I knew it was going to go, it was going to do well, but um, never in a million years did I expect it to go number one or even as yeah. big as it has went like presently, like yeah. never in a million years. But at the time when it was going number one, I was just like, it was climbing the charts and it was like number five. And then it went to number three the next week. And I think it sat at number two for a couple of weeks. Um, I can't remember who was number one at the time. Um but yeah, so I was sitting at number two and then I was like, um, oh, it was um, it was Olivia Rodrigo. Ah, she was okay. number one with the driver's license. Yes. And um, 
I was like, I'm, I'm never ever knocking that off. That's incredible. Like, yeah. to even beat number two, I was like so happy with it. Done. And then on the Friday, so the charts were coming out on the Friday, and I remember, so I would get the phone call just before the chart show, mm-hmm. um, because then they would obviously know where people were going to be. And it was my manager. He said, um, "If you're going to um, do anything tonight, make sure that you listen to radio. Like, get the radio on, um, put the chart show on, and just tune in." So I was like. All right, okay. So I went down and I see my mum and dad and I said, like, you need to listen to this chat yeah. show. Um, and we sat around the phone and I remember listening to top 10. Um, it went 10, 9, 8, blah, 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 all the way down. I think it got to number three. And I remembered my dad going, what's happened? Have we missed it? I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't actually know if I've missed it. I don't know. And I was like, number two, I think it was 11, or did you go? And I was like, surely not. There is no oh way. God. And then number one came and it was like, um, new in at number one is uh, Nath Nevins, weather man. He's been at number two. Now he's at number one. And oh I was just gosh. like, wow, incredible. So, um, yeah, me, my mum, my dad, Holly, just all jumping around the living room, just parts crying, part jumping around. Yeah. But, yeah. What a beautiful story, because I think what I love about when we talk about these moments is we can now like rewind that all the way back to literally you just taking a suggestion from someone to sing Wellerman. And then you just like, as you say, like being bored one day, making the video, uploading it the day that you did. And again, like, I'm sure you would have, I mean, got to maybe not like as quickly I think your music yep. career would have gone off but again do you think about like do you think about like what happens if you hadn't have because again it's it's that song at that time and someone saw it and passed it on to someone else do you think about yep. what happens if you hadn't have uploaded it at the time yeah you did? definitely because it was all it was all very very circumstantial I think if there wasn't a lockdown yeah. if I hadn't uploaded it at the time I did if I'd uploaded it sooner when I didn't have so many followers or um, so much traction on my page um, yeah if there wasn't a lockdown like just if all these things weren't weren't happening I think I don't think it would have went the way it went um, so yeah it's it's crazy how all these things factor into how well it went like um, and if I had left it sooner if I'd done it sooner or if I had done it later or if there wasn't a lockdown if there wasn't a pandemic yeah. like how all these things affected it and would I be in the position I'm in probably not it's so true and I think it is just so lovely to hear the genuine passion you had growing up and the kind of time you then wanted to devote and just where it's all gone I mean what kind of what are you most excited for that you've got coming up in the next kind of like six months or so um I'm super excited for the tour I cannot wait um I'm playing like the all of the UK in December and then I'm I've got a European tour as well in January when I'm going to like I don't even know like 12 different countries something like that so um yeah it's just I cannot wait I'm so excited incredible I mean I do think you owe your niece and nephew quite a lot so I'm hoping that they're yeah, going to be definitely coming around with the tour oh Nathan yeah. best of luck for the tour um Thank I'm you just it's so lovely that your kind of dream is coming true and I hope that you sit down sometimes and recognize the person that you were and how far you've come yeah. um and best of luck with the book as well hope that all goes Thank well you. and it's been brilliant to chat to you today Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nathan. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.